We're back. <laughs> you hear that sound? That's the sound. That wasn't of, even fake. Of being back. That wasn't that's even the fake. Sound, that's the sound of selling out right I there. I always forget if you... Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Let me just read your data here. Uh, YouTube exclusive content. <laughs> podcast is not for you my name is wes my name is jake <laughs> hey i'm peyton and, and i'm and i'm i'm back i meant to He's say back. i'm i'm also back yeah did are you back yeah we're back jake's hurt and we have sold out ladies and gentlemen officially we've got t-shirts buy them purchase at patreon.com slash this podcast is not for you donor one look it up Look it up. We've got t-shirts. H-T-T-P-S. We are. It is a secure backslash. site. It right. is a secure site. We've got t-shirts. I do want to actually shout out. My mother-in-law made us these shirts for Christmas. Uh, thank you very much, Victoria. These look And now they phenomenal. are $47 a piece. Yes, we are profiting these are the only three off of my mother-in-law's kindness. And they're $47 a piece. Yeah. We'll sign them. Why not? Not going to wash it. We won't have. won't do that. We have a sponsor. Jake, do you want to tell us about our sponsor? This is real. So this I know is not that we, a joke. We've done this as a joke for a long time. Uh, Monday, zero alcohol whiskey. It is uh, a zero alcohol beverage company. They also have gin. But my buddy Jay, all of our buddies, Jay, got um, me a bottle of their whiskey for my 30th birthday, which I did celebrate in the break, and tried it. Mixed it with some Coke, some ginger ale, blah, blah, blah. There's some recipes that they send with you. Super excited. It was really cool. It was, as a roaster of coffee, you know, I love, I've always loved craft soda. And mm -hmm. now. Mixed drinks. And yes, and mixed drinks and stuff. And Jay knew that. And so. He and you don't some, drink And alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. So uh, he got me this for my birthday. It was very cool. He got me these whiskey glasses, I guess. Yep. We're and, back. And uh, we're back. And. Reached out, said, hey, guys, I love what you're doing. We've got a podcast, blah, blah, blah. They uh, are going to send us whiskey and gin. So we will uh, be drinking various drinks throughout Season 3, sponsored by Monday Zero Alcohol Whiskey. Sometimes we'll be in these. Sometimes we'll be in our... In our mugs, obviously. In our mugs. Buy our mugs. By our mugs. forward slash patreon.com slash this podcast. You would not think, for you donor you'd one. think it'd be the same place you get the shirts, but it's actually a completely different site. Yeah, yeah. it's a different Patreon. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so yes, shout out to Monday Zero Alcohol Whiskey. Thank you, Monday. And it is... This is delicious, by the way. Mm -hmm. By the way, we record on Monday. That is something is else that crazy. was... crazy. Yeah. It's, so, it is fate. Cohesive. Yep. Thank you, Chris, at Monday. Um, we're back, by the Do way. Do we have more bits? Was there any more bits? <clears throat> How have you guys been? I, I haven't seen yeah, you yeah, so long. Pretty good. good. I good, cut good, all my good. hair off. I you see did. that. Uh, YouTube exclusive content. It feels real good. Mm -hmm. Feels real good. So. Looks real good. Do, like do I sound lighter out there, listener? You sound cleaner. More, okay. more aerodynamic, good. at least yeah, to me, for sure. if yeah. I close my eyes. Yeah. I think I got a haircut. Yeah, I think you did as well. I also did, but I didn't grow my hair out nearly as long as you guys. And you have so a hat on. And I have so. a hat on. YouTube exclusive content. <laughs> you guys wouldn't know if you're just listening. Um, 
<laughs> so <laughs> talking down so hard. <laughs> you, guys, you guys wouldn't know if you're just listening, <laughs> twirling his whiskey glass. So I've been good. I've been real good. I turned 30 and I'm yes, really old and, and you I turn... immediately got admitted to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay had a birthday. And... You guys both had birthdays on the break. Yeah. We're older now. Mm-hmm. So the podcast will show that we're older. And if for nothing else, this podcast will be a great time capsule. It will. You know? We'll be 50, you know? And Look we'll back like, and be like, woof. Remember when we were 28 and 30? Remember when we did that podcast? Like, man, would these guys shut up about We've movies? Done 20 already? years of podcasts between now and then. Yep. I fully expect us to do this forever. I'm planning on it. If we've done, if we're going into three, we might as well go into And we'll 30. hand it off to our children, Perfect. and they will continue exactly. the podcast. Like, What's well, a podcast? We could just sit You download it into your brain. brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it is now 2022. But before we move on fully to 2022, we are back. We are back. And we're going to talk about 2021. We call this the visual media recap. We're going to be talking about stuff that we saw last year. That we didn't talk about on the podcast at all, but things that were maybe interesting or caught our attention. These might not be amazing. These might be something that we really loved. Yeah. Uh, but we just kind of wanted to go through these and... A time capsule. <coughs> yeah. Of 2021. Yeah. And a summary. And a review. Spoiler alert for everything we're going to talk about, by the way. We'll put a spoiler alert. Obviously, we're not going to spoil it for each other if one of us hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. But if we've all seen it, we're going to just talk about it openly. Yeah. We'll put the list in the description, so if you want to avoid spoilers, you can. And listen for the... Exactly. To skip to, exactly. <laughs> to the next, next thing. Right. That's the sound that will cue you when we are talking about a new <laughs> new film, all right? So... And then you'll be out, like, on a random Friday, and someone will do that, and I'll be like, huh, new what's, film? The, what's the new topic? <laughs> Switching topics? Uh, we are going It'll to... It'll be more Pavlovian. It'll be like, yeah, I really don't want to talk about this <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to talk about something else? <laughs> I was literally telling you about how my dog died, but... <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Um, let's start off talking about a movie that literally I think everybody on the planet has seen now, given the box office numbers, uh, Spider-Man yeah. Far From Home. And all right. next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all saw Spider-Man together. This is the third Tom Holland MCU yes. Spider-Man movie. Yes. I have not been a fan of the previous two. I haven't seen them. There you go. Jake? I I thought they were okay. Yep. Yeah. But how did we feel about this one? I have never had more fun at a Marvel movie in my life. That's that's the best. I mean, it, we'll talk about it as a movie. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. A mo- as a movie, I'd never buy it. I would never... Right. But as an experience, it was hilarious. I yeah. mean, we were laughing at almost every line. There's a couple stinkers. And it's obviously. supposed to be. Yeah. It's not like funny bad. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, yeah, for real funny. The phrase... If I you c- love the early Spider-Mans, especially with Toby mm-hmm. and the Garfield Spider-Mans, it was hilarious. The word I keep using... The phrase I keep using is it's a terrible superhero movie, but a really good comedy. Like, it doesn't make any sense... In terms of logic, there's so many plot holes in it, but it's yeah, there's just... there's no weight to the story. No. I mean, it's something they that... They try and force some Something in. that he causes and then fixes at the 
end after three hours but also fixes it by making it even worse for himself like yeah i see i always thought that was the deal anyway wasn't that the original spell is like people wouldn't remember him it's that people would forget that he is spider-man oh not completely because the world openly knows he is so they'll be like spider-man tom holland whatever peter parker but they they didn't know that they're the same Uh they wouldn't yeah yeah so it was to make people forget his secret identity thing, but then at the end he... Anyways, the big thing is Toby and Andrew are back, and it's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, we've constantly joked about just going in about an hour in, which you actually did. Yeah, this was like last week, I mm-hmm. think. I just The movie was at 6, and I strolled in at like 7.30. Yeah. I mean, that's the Regal Unlimited perk too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. So. You're not paying. They were like... You know, the movie was at six, right? I was like, yeah. Joke's I'm on aware. The movie hasn't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I would say that, yeah, that's the best, that's a great way to explain probably how we all three felt about it is I have never had more fun in a Marvel movie. I think uh, it certainly isn't the best Marvel movie, but as an experience, it was, yeah, I mean, and the thing, I, I think I've seen it three times, and again, let's know. For anything that on here, I've seen it multiple times. If it's a movie, especially, that's no. It's not an indication, indication that it's great. Indication of whether it's great or terrible. Uh, just Regal Unlimited. I'm going with someone who hasn't seen it. Oh, I'm going with someone who hasn't seen it. Might as well, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've seen it three times, and every time, the only thing that I keep coming back to is the best parts get better and the worst parts get worse. Yeah. Um, the jokes that. I mean, there's only two. You're right. I can only think of two jokes that don't land. They're worse on second watch, third yeah. watch. The boring parts that you don't really care about, and as someone who, not a huge Tom Holland fan, as Spider-Man, that part's boring. I mean, it yeah. really it uh-huh. is. And and when they bring in everything else, I mean, man, that movie starts to roll. It is so fun. It's, yeah, it's so, it's so fun. You just got to not think about it very much, and it's... Yes. Delightful. Yeah, because, I mean, really, at the at the base of it, it's like, I mean, he was talking to Christian about it, who's a relatively big MCU fan. He's like, the world knows I'm Peter Parker. Please, can you get me into college? It's like... Yeah. Yeah, the stakes are terrible. And then, and then at the... At the... There's... I mean, Doctor Strange wouldn't risk everything like that because three people want to go to college. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. So yeah. Yes, it's... The premise sucks. But, um, sure. I think, yeah, I mean, overall... I mean, I, yeah, it's just, dude, every time when they're like, they jump off the rafters now that they know, let's work as a team, you know? They jump off the rafters and like, flinging around. I mean, every time, the third time seeing it, I'm like, freaking God. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's like, dude. Spider Man 3. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> and like, anyway, so yeah, it's, 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 the best parts are amazing and, there is definitely some snoozer parts. I saw a quote me. from Andrew Garfield where all these people now are talking about making Amazing Spider-Man 3, and he goes, where were all of you yeah. in 2014? I said, he I was, was there. He was so good in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. his movies I don't think are very good. Right, right, He right. was always really good in yeah. them. So, uh, yeah, really fun, really funny. Next, let's quickly talk about uh, Come On, Come On. We saw this together at Bookhouse. It's the newest film by Mike Mills, starring Joaquin Phoenix and a small child. Uh, I don't remember the kid's name, but... Stevie Ray 
<laughs> he just went right into it. He had plenty of time to change course, but he was like, I'm yeah. going for it. Anyway. Uh, I thought this was a really good movie. I thought it was simple, but really well mm-hmm. acted, and it had some really funny parts, and the, mm-hmm. the, it felt very natural, which is, I think, something that Mike Mills does very well. Um, which we'll probably get into more in another episode where we're talking about another Mike Mills movie. But, yeah, what did you guys think of it? Uh, beautiful. Yeah, I, I thought the the score was amazing. I thought the look of it was amazing in black and white. Um, I think the, the main kid was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was being a kid, but he was being um, emotionally mature kind of thing. He's pulling that off pretty mm-hmm. well. Uh, I thought... It was, and I, I think I said this after we watched it. It's a, it's a really good movie on dealing with emotions. I think that's a pretty, or depression, if you will. Mm. I think it's a pretty hot topic right now that people, that a lot of people don't treat very well, and uh, depict very well. I think they just try to make, make a buck on it, for the most part. Um, but I think this was a really insightful, you know, something that. If somebody you know is struggling with that kind of thing, this would actually kind of help them. I think. Yeah. If you know, it actually has a chance to do yeah. something like that. But also, it's just a great story. So. Yeah. I thought it was one of Joaquin's most normal performances I've seen in a long time. He's just playing like a guy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, one. The only criticism I really had of the movie was I thought that his job was weird. It it feels like a job that doesn't actually exist in real life. Mm-hmm. We don't get a ton of information, so yeah, that, that you might get, be the problem. You but get the feeling, podcast of some kind, right? Yeah. Or he like works <laughs> for works for NPR or something like a radio show, and he's going around interviewing kids. Mm-hmm. So it's vague as to what he does, and it feels like this is a job that someone has. Yeah. Um, and for how grounded the rest of the movie is, that feels a little like odd mm. to me. But it might just be Mike Mills being like basing it on something in his life and he's yeah. like I'm not going to make it about a filmmaker what can yeah. I do to make it different but yeah Jake did you have any th- thoughts on it yeah I thought it was good I thought, uh, always love going to the Joaquin house that's what we call book house now. <laughs> seems to be the only movies we see there he did really good I think the, the the kids Stevie Ray's dialogue was written so well as yeah. a kid yeah. and whether it was written or not we you know we kind of chatted about there's no way that was like all 100% written like yeah there's some definitely some improvised in there so yeah. he he's believable as a as a small child and because he is one and the wisdom that comes along with that which is abnormal yeah um, at least in his performance so yeah I really enjoyed it cool next up Paul Thomas Anderson's film. What Lick- happens if we run out of ice? That's what I was just thinking. I was like, it's gonna get weaker and weaker and higher pitched. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's film, Licorice Pizza. Uh, it's a comedy set in the 1970s, starring Cooper Hoffman, which is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, and Alana Heim from the band Heim, as well as Bradley Cooper and Sean Penn in smaller roles. But uh, Peyton and I saw this in Springfield, and. Yes. PT is, or Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite filmmaker for sure. So I was pretty excited for it and I was not let down by it. I thought it was really good and one of the funniest movies I've seen in quite a while. I laughed a lot. Yeah. No, I was, I was going to say 
of the movies on the list, it's at the top two or three probably yeah. of enjoyment this year or this past year of watching um, something in a theater. I It took me a long time to get my food, but, you know. <laughs> we were at Alamo Draft House. <laughs> but, you know, it was. They did not sponsor this episode. No, they didn't. Looking at you, Quentin. <laughs> uh, he owns it somehow. <clears throat> no, I thought it was really funny. Like you said, I think um, I didn't know what to expect going in. I mean, it, it looks pretty normal. Like the trailer makes it look average. But I would say he he really cranked up. He's always had comedy in his movies, but he really cranked this one up. I think this is his first true comedy, like pure yeah. Comedy. Yeah. I was very surprised to hear both of you say, say that, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that sheds any light on I don't how... think the trailer makes it look like a straight yeah. up comedy. Yeah. Which there's dramatic elements in it and stuff, but it's a coming of age comedy, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I loved it. I might be biased because I just love his style of filmmaking, but I really enjoyed it a lot. And it feels like a. I don't think you can be biased enjoying something. You can, but it's not a problem. I think if that's true, you know, different um, episode, obviously. Yeah. But. Also, can we talk about this for a minute? Because this movie and Spider Man, we both, we all have been noticing something in the theater. I feel like. Yeah, I thought about this too, but go ahead. Why is no one laughing at? Yeah, it's very strange. At, comedic moments that are actually funny we we were saying it in the theater during spider-man we were like why is nobody laughing yeah. this is so it felt funny like the only ones laughing at the jokes same yeah. at licorice pizza and at licorice pizza was the same thing steph said the girl next to her laughed at one joke the entire movie I mean, we were cracking up the whole time yeah I, I don't know i don't know if people are going in with a different expectation of things or no expectations i guess mm. of any but i guess we didn't either i didn't have any expectations but it's like I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's bizarre. Maybe his sense of humor is not connecting with people anymore. I don't know. It seemed really like I feel like the Spider-Man stuff is objectively funny, right? I mean, if you've yeah. seen the movies at all, I th- I felt like Licorice Pizza was also pretty much objectively funny. Like, yeah, maybe it's post post watching at home vacuum that people are used to watching in, and they don't. I don't know. This is the only thing I can it's think weird. of. I mean, yeah, or maybe people are just like. They dead, dead self-conscious. Inside. Like they think it's funny, but they won't laugh out loud. Maybe mm-hmm. when watching something, it's at a poll. I don't May, know. To, to, me, to me, it's an involuntary reflex. Maybe, maybe if people are going to see Licorice Pizza and they know who Paul Thomas Anderson is, or they have some type of pretension about, oh, he makes art films or whatever, and they go in not expecting like a comedy with like penis jokes in it and just like you know yeah. normal like comedy stuff that yeah. you would see in like a a normal comedy yeah. but done in his style obviously I but don't know why you maybe pay $13 you don't expect for it. a ticket somewhere if you don't know I don't know if you don't want to watch the movie yeah it's weird. and maybe it's a Alamo Draft House thing maybe people go to Alamo and they're more like this is I'm seriously watching a movie you know as if laughing means you're not I guess I don't know Anyways, anyway, I mean that's like paying a for a concert thing. standing in the back, right? I mean, it's like you went to enjoy it, right? You know, are you acting like you're not? Anyway, make you better. If anybody's experiencing this in a theater out there, drop a like, drop, drop a, a subscribe. <laughs> don't hit comment. The don't talk about it. Just <laughs> hit the Patreon. We'll up. know through the data. You know, ah, there's getting a lot of likes. It means people aren't laughing. What do we say? People aren't laughing in theaters anymore. Why are people laughing? 
Next up, uh, another film that we all saw together, Last Duel. The Last Duel. Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Jodie Comer. Ben Affleck. Was a ben Affleck as well. It was a movie that we all saw. Yes, it was. How did you guys feel about it? I think it was it was um, really well made. I thought I would have loved French accents in the in the movie. I think that would have been really nice. Uh, performances were good. I like the. I mean, the big thing of the movie is how it's structured. The three mm-hmm. the three acts are from the three different perspectives, mm-hmm. which I thought was refreshing. I hadn't seen something like that in a while. The unreliable narrator type sure. of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, there's there's only one problem with the movie, and we know what it is. I'll let Wes say what it is, but okay. I think overall, though, it was it was really well done. I mean, I think I think Adam Driver was actually pretty lackluster in terms of his. He's been much better in other things. Yeah. He didn't really have. He was just a dude. Like, yeah. He was yeah. Just guy. You know. Right. And maybe that's what he's going for. But I thought Ben Affleck was good. He wasn't in it that much, but he was pretty yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought the I think it's one of the better ones that really Scott's made in a while. Yeah, I think he's made he's some been, stinkers. He's so. been pretty lackluster as of late. Yeah. Um, Jake, do you want to get your points before I do the big thing? That I mean, it's really well done. It was enthralling. <clears throat> what I would say, it's uh, really heavy. It is yeah, dark. It's for really, sure. Hard really to watch. heavy. Um, I would never watch it again, kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But I mean, uh, I I think it was... Glad we watched it. Yeah, I think it's severely underperformed for the quality of movie that I think it, 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 I think more people should have seen it. Yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely. Um, Yeah, I, I think technically it was good. Performances were good. Writing generally was very good. It hard to watch and definitely doesn't pull any punches at all in terms of what it shows i yeah i didn't really say what it's about it's about a a true story that happened in france in like the 1300s i believe where a woman uh accused someone of raping her and her husband challenged the accused man to a duel in order to decide whether or not the man was guilty at that point in time they believed that if that, that God would determine the outcome of the duel, right. essentially. Um, but the first act is from Matt Damon's character's perspective, who is her husband. The second act is Adam Driver, who is the accused. And then the third act is Jodie Comer's point of view, uh, who is the, the vic- wife, the victim. The victim. Yeah. But the biggest problem I felt with it, which I think you guys generally agreed, maybe, I don't know, I know you kind yeah. of did, that each act starts with um title card a title card that said whose perspective it was the truth according to blank and then the person's name when it got to her perspective at the end it said the truth according to whatever her name was and then it dropped away everything else and just left on the screen the truth and i felt like that ruined the pers- the interesting perspective thing that the movie was doing yeah, yeah i mean the first two Two acts of the movie are clearly are, unreliable. Are now, yeah, and and now it essentially says that didn't happen at all. This is what happened, and her point of view is one hundred percent the truth, which no person's point of view 
is 100% the truth. Sure. So you're doing an interesting perspective thing, and then you fumble on what perspective actually is. Yeah. And this is more of a structural problem, I think, that we have, or an artistic the, problem rather than like... an ideological problem almost, I think. Like a yeah. philosophical one whenever you're creating something. Yeah. Especially in a story with heroes and villains and traumatic experiences. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to remember it. Or retell it with 100% accuracy. Right. It's just, right. And it's not a question of like not believing her or not in well, right. the truth. Yeah, yeah. In the story, something happens. It's not like that's the case. Yeah. But it happens in all three. Yeah. But the problem is when the movie... Zooming, the movie decides what is a hundred percent the truth for the audience, then it takes any agency away from a viewer of like, I'm going to think about this. I wonder what aspects of what point of view were right was, Mm -hmm. which would have been much more interesting. Yeah, but the movie kind of takes away any reason to talk about it more because it decides on what happened. Yeah, like flat. The only thing that you could talk about is that. Right. Is Which is, I well think, done. the wrong thing for the movie. <laughs> That's what they it's wanted. Not, see, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's what a movie maker yeah. would want. Yeah. To debate whether or not they did it right. Um, but anyways, it was interesting for sure. This is a real quick one. It's the worst title of a movie I've ever seen. I've never seen. The, I did not see the movie. I was looking through the 2021 list, and it's the worst movie title I think I have ever seen. It's called Needle in a Time Stack. And it's terrible. The title. The title was terrible. What's your the movie's probably like where you put that? You just like kinda I was just going through the list. Okay. Mix it up. The French dispatch is next? Yep. The French dispatch. Uh is it French? Wes Anderson film. Mm -hmm. It is a Wes Anderson film starring all the Wes Anderson people. And some more. Yep. He just keeps collecting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of French Dispatch? It might be my favorite Wes Anderson film. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I mean, I keep waiting for him to do something different. I think that's what I'm most excited to see is if he does something completely different. Then it just... I mean, you said this before, though. It's like that's how he sees himself making movies. Yeah. So I it's, don't think that's I don't gonna... think it's possible for him to do it. Oh, I think he could. But I, I think maybe. Um, yeah, this was really f- fresh to me. I thought um, it was hilarious. I thought mm-hmm. genuinely funny, which his stuff can get quirky, quirky humor. Um, I don't know. For, for I was laughing a lot during yeah. this, and it was. Um, there is also some artistic stuff that he did that he hasn't ever done before. You've got like playing with the idea of the magazine, the magazine stuff for sure, and you've got scenes like the one with uh, is it Benicio del Toro's character. Mm-hmm. She, what's the actress's, the French actress's L- name? Leah Sadu, I believe is her name. She's, she's in, in the Bond film. Yeah, she's in she's No in, Time to Die as well. Um, she's saying something to him, and the text is going on the screen. She's saying it in French, and I think it's in English subtitles. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, it, it was, you know, 
it wasn't just subtitles at the bottom of the screen. There was some like artistic creating away yeah. and it was in pink and stuff. Yeah. So, and it was color and black and white mixed. I mm. mean, it was going back and forth. And so I, I thought there was a lot of really cool stuff in this one. So. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It has one of my favorite jokes. Well, I guess not jokes, but like an, a funny idea that I've seen in a Wes Anderson movie where it's like the chessboard revolution and they're playing chess against the police. Yeah. The revolutionaries are they're like calling out the, it's so funny to me because I've just never seen something like that Yeah, as a joke. But um, I enjoyed it a lot. Visually, it was got a lot going on. It switches between aspect. He's done that. He like keeps ratcheting that up, I feel like. Uh, Mid-shot, he's just asking for another camera. Yeah, Grand Budapest <laughs> did a little bit of that, and now this is done even more, and it's jumping all over the place. But I thought it was good. I wouldn't really put it in my top run of Wes Anderson movies because I think it's lacking a little bit of depth. Um, but yeah, I'd say the Darjeeling Limited's my favorite still story, and I think this one's right up there. No, but yeah, I thought it was good. Jake, I agree. I have no ice left, basically. Matrix Resurrections. Uh-huh. What a weird, weird movie. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> John Wick. Nice. Yeah. Dude, four is going to be crazy. I know. Uh, Matrix Resurrections. It is the fourth Matrix movie. One of the Wachowskis came back to direct it, but just one of them. Mm-hmm. The f- My general thoughts, which I've heard a lot... The first 30 to 40 minutes is really interesting and really weird and meta, and then it kind of becomes bland and less interesting. Yeah. And not a mess, but yeah. just not amazing. Like uh-huh. I that, thought it was a mess of a movie. Okay. For sure. I think... Uh, the action sucked, which yeah. was crazy. Yeah. But in the day of... Sequels and reboots. I thought it was a breath of fresh air. Um, it was at, least at least the first half. Just trying something at the beginning, at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. But then they. It seemed like they stopped mm, trying. Yeah, the main plot is not that great. Um, so, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, I. Nothing. That you guys haven't said. It's, it was like, what is happening for the first 45 minutes? And then mm-hmm. once you know what's happening and you settle in, it's like, oh, hmm. yeah, so yeah. it isn't interesting anymore. I think, I think what could have made that movie interesting is if it was completely, I mean, you'd piss a lot of people off probably, but I think it'd be the only thing to make it interesting is if, you know, a Matrix movie began and ended and you didn't know if it was real or not. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you never entered cool. the real world or... Something le- left you up to question whether it was or not. It's yeah. like that's always been their thing. I mean, always been. That's the first movie. That, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not. That's the crux of the first movie is what is real and what's not. Whatever. Yeah. Why not really lean on that and say, it seems like a natural progression. Yeah. That they should make one that's like, was this real or not? Which Similar it to seemed like it was. You know? It's like going in that direction at the beginning. Like yeah. It's yeah. hyper meta. They're referencing the fact that Warner Brothers was going to make the movie without the Wachowskis, yeah. whether or not they came back or not. Like, yeah. that is... I mean, even later in the movie, there's some stuff that does it still. Like, whenever 
Neil Patrick Harris is talking, he's like, it was super expensive bringing you guys back. Like that stuff, it's in there, but they mm-hmm. just didn't do enough with it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird, weird, weird movie. They definitely could have done worse. Uh, don't look up. Jake, I believe you watched this. Yes. We I still haven't watched it. We watched it a few days ago. We're definitely late to the party. It did come out in 2021, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Probably did. I don't know. Yeah. So, new. It's hard to tell with all the Netflix. Adam McKay movies. movie. Yeah. Um, I don't. It's hard for him to make a bad movie. Not necessarily one that I enjoy. I thought Vice was okay. Love the Big Short. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those are his most recent ones. Yeah. Out of the whole. Uh, Transition from doing comedies. Yeah, just yeah. straight comedies. Um. It was interesting. It was interesting. It's really long, two hours and forty minutes or something. Oh and wow! It's it's it was it was refreshing to see something a political movie unabashedly call sort of everyone out on their BS, which was nice. You know, especially I mean, any mainstream pushed movie nowadays sure. is definitely going to lean to the left, obviously. Uh-huh. And this one, I mean, at times it obviously is making fun of. Everybody a little bit differently, but it was refreshing. It was, hmm. The story is good, obviously. I mean, almost a space movie, so I'm in. Uh-huh. Uh, Anytime space, space apocalyptic. Space, space and apocalyptic. So, uh, But yeah, I thought the, the performances were good, and um, it, it definitely is a satirical political commenta- uh, commentary on... What's going on? Everything, almost, yeah. Um, I mean, there's like take shots at like the media and what the effect social media has on how we view things that actually matter. And, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so it was interesting. I, I think, am I wrong in assuming it's just a global warming metaphor? Cause that's what I thought it was from the trailer that it was just climate change. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Who are you Al Gore? We don't call it that anymore. Um, boy, is it, it broader I, than that? It, it I mean, it'd be hard to say that it's not, obviously, because of what's happening in the movie. Sure. Um, it's something that is coming from... It's like an external force that we know about and we have some time to change, you know, and people may or may not decide to. But uh, I feel like a, lo- a lot of the movie's core is in, is about well, a lot more than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That could be the plot, maybe what the plot was based on, you know, but I liked it. All right, Spencer. Oh, sorry. Are you kidding? Sorry. We don't have to talk about this one. It doesn't matter to me. I just put it on the list. How about Belfast then? <clears throat> Let's talk about Spencer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. You're the director. I thought Spencer was. Spencer came out in November, December, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. <clears throat> Kristen Stewart uh, portrays um, Princess Die. And it's, this is my, real quick, I'll just say, I think this is the way to make a biopic is do a slice of life. I think it's the only way to make a good one. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Lincoln does it. American Underdog. <laughs> I don't know. Does it? Okay, no. <laughs> Did you see of, it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll have to talk about I it. I almost put it on there. <laughs> uh, what I mean by slice of life is it is... A confined amount of time so whether that be one week or one day 
when it spans multiple years, it just isn't. It's not going to be as good of a movie. Jackie is, is the same way. Jackie's which, same filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I think that's the way to make one, and it's really good. Uh, I think she did a great job. I, I guess I don't understand why Princess Diana is so interesting to people. I never have either. But it was a well-made film, and again, I think that's the. You're trying to capture what the person felt like more than like their all their accomplishments, yeah. I think. And that's that's the point of a dramatic movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Documentary, sure. Span their whole life, but yeah, I thought it was well made. It was interesting to me to see the trailer because I was a big fan of Jackie, about Jackie Kennedy by the same director. Uh-huh. And seeing this trailer, I was like, is it the same movie, but just about Princess Diana? It's and very similar. It's the poster is almost the same. Yeah, yeah. The trailer looks the same, like almost the same style of cinematography. But it's interesting. He's just doing a series of movies about famous women. She Kristen Stewart's pretty hard in the movie. I mean, now describe to the audience what Kristen sure. Stewarting means. Uh, <laughs> shifting eyes around a lot and then this. biting. Yeah, shifting, shifting the eyes, looking uncomfortable. I mean, she, no one looks more uncomfortable than Kristen Stewart. She does a great job. <laughs> uh, at looking uncomfortable. At looking uncomfortable. No, I thought she did great. Uh, but she did. She was Kristen Stewart. So. I have no eyes, so it's all on you guys. Belfast. <clears throat> new film by Kenneth Branagh. I saw it. Me and Jake saw it. I have, not, watch it? I have not seen it yet. All right. It was good. I enjoyed it. I think it was um, an interesting story during a rarely covered part of history, mm. I suppose. Not a time in history, but a part of, you know, specifically what's happening. And so that was uh, that was cool. And, I mean... Stevie Ray Vaughan is in it as well. <laughs> whatever, his, child whatever his name is. Uh, he's really good. And uh, capturing the childlike innocence in such a tumultuous time is, is was, was cool. Peyton? Yeah, I, I thought it was one of the better movies of last year. I think um, I probably need to watch it again to get specific points. But I, I think the... Uh, it zooms in quite a bit more than some other movies would that are trying to tackle something like that. Yeah, meaning it's it's specific to one family, uh, really one guy. I mean, it's it's really follows the father mm-hmm. mostly, which I think in most of the time it'd be easy to just make the film about the events that happen in a revolution or the events that happen in you know some conflict. Rather than it be about a, a person, the people. So I think that was uh, the best part of it, and obviously it looked really good um, in black and white. Again, another black and white film. Black and white is hot. <coughs> as this four by three? Yeah, four by three, black and white. Mm. You're really cooking now. <laughs> but you can tell it was made by someone that really cared about it, and yeah. it seemed like one of the more personal things Kenneth Brown has made. Yeah, he's. Either doing really broad, like, stuff or Shakespeare, usually. Um, Because he directed Thor. Uh He directed 
Something on a train. Boredom on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. That's it. Uh, and it's just kind of a weird filmography. Look at me! But this seemed much more personal mm-hmm. than probably his story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are moving on to television shows that we watched. Or series. Or series. Or series. Series. We're going to start with, or we'll go through it pretty quick because literally everybody's talked about this already. But bam. Get back. Bam. The Beatles documentary. Bam. The Beatles documentary by Peter Jackson uh, about the recording of What's the album Let It Be. What? Huh? Which one is this? Get back. The bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got together and watched a couple episodes of it. Two of three parts. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was very good. I would imagine you would hate it if you don't like music or write music or play music or like the Beatles. Uh-huh. I imagine it would be super boring. Um, but I thought it was very good. I don't think I would ever watch it again, but I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I like how raw it is. I yeah, mean, I think that's the best part of it is just it's cameras rolling. There's no talking heads. There's no overdub. I mean, there's nothing. It's just yeah. raw footage of them recording. Some title cards is, every so often. <clears throat> yeah. And I think, you know, I think it could keep people's interest just based on how quirky some of the stuff go. I mean, you've got like weird people walking in and out of that. Yeah, recording that's true. The different time and place. So 3, I think 3,000 Arabs. <laughs> I mean, you've got <laughs> it's a great, it's a yeah. great bit. So I, I think, um, I mean, I kind of agree with Alex. I think I wish they didn't do some of the rest- restoration stuff. I think it would have looked better if it was more. I mean, I think you can do some, but I think it, it looked weird whenever they were doing. In certain dark lighting, you could really tell that it, it. you could really tell they upped it a lot. Yeah, um, to the point where it was super noticeable. But I do it like didn't that, bother me very I much. I do like that Pete Jackson just said, "I'm going to make it as long as I want it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was. It didn't work out for the Hobbit, but it worked out for this. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought um, it was just matter of fact type of stuff and. Uh, it, it felt like at times it was written because it was so raw. I mean, it's like there's no way this is like the original time that he's playing. He's figuring out Let It Be. There's no way. That's impossible. But it's like it is. Yeah. It just like He just sat down and started the playing way that it shot, Get Back. The way that they edited it together, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was crazy at times to be like, I, we're witnessing like this, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. But. All right. I have nothing I, left. So you I barely guys. have any ice. Uh, next up is a show that I have started. I haven't finished it entirely yet, but it was interesting enough that I wanted to mention it. It's a show called Landscapers on HBO. It's got David Thewis in it, who, is, who most notably played Lupin in the Harry Potter movies. But it's a true story about a couple that was like on the run for killing the wife's parents in the trial. And the most interesting thing about it is it references the fact that you're watching a TV show. Like, the opening of the epi- the first episode has the director of the Landscapers TV show call action, and you see everything start moving. Um, so, it's interesting. 
And that is all I want to say about landscapers. It's an interesting oh, one. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, Foundation. This is another TV show I was watching on Apple TV. It's like a big space thing. Jake, I think you would enjoy oh, it. Oh, space. It is a future sci-fi show about like a society in thousands and thousands of years from now that has colonized all of the planets space. in space. Um, it's very interesting and uh, well done, well acted. On Apple TV. Yeah. It's got some interesting stuff in it. I don't have Apple TV. If someone, if a subscriber out there wants to sponsor our Apple TV subscription as a crew so we can watch uh, Apple TV stuff, hit the Patreon, http slash s slash forward slash patreon.com slash this podcast is not for you too. Next up, Squid Game. Squid Game. Everyone loved Squid Game. Squid Game. Or at least watched it. Everyone at least watched it. Did you? Me. I also did not watch I it. I watched it. How was it? Suspenseful. It is... Korean. It is Korean. It is a... Um, never read it, but Lord of the Flies, Battle Royale type of thing where, you know... Those you, are hot. You get abducted and you got to survive and blah, blah, blah. It kind of plays on societal greed and manipulation of people that you love, people that you don't love, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as a story... Other than those broad strokes, as a story, terrible. Uh, there were so many times where I was like, but what about, did that not just, you know, I mean, it was so many times where it's like, not necessarily a plot hole, but it's, it's very, like, very, <laughs> okay, push past it and then don't think about it. You know, yeah. it was just, it's. The J.J. Um, Abrams method of writing. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Anyway, exceptionally overrated, if, if you ask me. Um, I was assuming so, but given how many people were talking about it. You know, it had a lot going for it that I would enjoy, like, uh, you know, in a closed environment with competition and high stakes. You know, like Red yeah. Rising, right? It's like, I love, so Ender's Game, love stuff like that. So, you know, there were some cool elements to it, like the ideas interesting and stuff but I, yeah i mean i boy oh boy i could not believe that it was well as well received as it was hmm. but anyway it's interesting that i feel like there's one of those every year tiger king was yeah for it just for some reason one show a year yeah. everybody loses their mind mm -hmm. over and it's like it was fine. stranger things the first time that happened yeah, yeah. true yeah that was the first, was that the first big like huge Netflix original like I that think so blew up? Yeah. yeah they didn't start producing their own content till around then either so yeah it was one of the first ones that everybody loved yeah interesting that that happens all right next up we got Station Eleven Peyton what's up with Station Eleven notice how I'm staying awake during the shows you guys are talking about well I'm just gonna say like one thing this is I the also hero. Did. Gambino's uh, guy. Yeah. 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 Gambino's guy. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what I meant. Yeah. What's his name? I don't remember. Oh, that's why you weren't. Okay. He, uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Hero. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it starts with an A. Anyway, Gambino's guy. Gambino's guy. <laughs> um, it's weird. I think 
you were very intrigued whenever you started watching. Yeah, it. I don't think the payoff is very good. Mm. I think that I think that um, it looks interesting for sure. It could have been much better. I think the. I think it's did, based on a novel, but did I think he it, write? Okay, never mind. It, it, it I'll shut up. Departs quite a bit, I think, though. So, I don't know how much of the novel it actually takes from, but they apparently it's pretty, pretty different. I would say. I, I think it could have been much bigger, and like the overall, the big story could have been even bigger and cooler and more sci-fi. But. I enjoyed myself watching it. I enjoyed watching it myself. myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fine. I wouldn't really recommend it, probably. But I did watch all of it, so that tells you something. I haven't watched it. Finally, our last, our last one, The Office Superfan Season 4. <coughs> Oh, Jake died. Okay. Uh, season four of The Office Superfan Edits came out, and it is a good one. Had some really great stuff in it. Yeah, it's great. I'm almost done, so I've just been working my way through it. I was telling Peyton the other day when I was dealing with, you know, some uncertainty in terms of, like, my health. Mm-hmm. So I was watching it when I didn't feel like doing anything else and, you know, whatever, in weird headspace. And so I was like, I... I, I'm not loving this as much as I know that I should be because of where I was at, you mm-hmm. know? And so I had to stop watching for, you know, a week or so, which was a shame because, but I didn't want to do it a disservice, you know? I knew sure. how. Um, so I haven't watched it all yet, but yes, I, what I've watched, was the, I think it's the best one thus far, which I mean, which is exciting going forward. Yeah. Think about, you know. I was just saying, I can't remember who I said to. It might have been you, might have been Peyton. But the super fan episodes add everything, deleted scenes, stuff, blah, 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 stuff cut for time, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, anyway. How crazy it is that a show is being essentially re released in its entirety with every episode being longer. That's been off the air for nine That's or n- ten years. It's yeah. never happened before. And, like, no beloved show has ever done that. Like, you know there's cut stuff from every oh, yeah. television show. Sure. Will other shows start to do it? If they still have that stuff documented, I, I assume that they have it archived and stuff. Yeah, they would definitely still have everything. What would be really interesting is, like, if it starts happening, you know, other shows or whatever. And, uh, you know, so The Office originally, like, spawned this like workplace comedy type of show and then it spawns this. and then it spawns like so it's like even when it's not like i think this is for a smaller audience like hmm. i think this is you're really, probably right. no I'm, i think this is really right. is for super fans you guys are the only people i know that are watching it out of all my friends that are office you know i mean so you're Ryan right gleason is watching it mm-hmm. okay um peyton's not holly's not luke's not you know chelsea's not even that interested Dan's not watching it. You know, something like people that are huge. So you're right. Ryan, Ryan probably is a super right. Fan, so. Why are they not into it? Are they, they don't have Peacock? The like, do they not care? I'm I, I don't genuinely know. Curious. Here's I don't where know. I think a lot of it comes from. You, we can pick up the differences instantly mm. uh, between the super original fan? cut and the super fan. I think that might have something to do. If you've seen the office only like once or twice, I think this has less value. But you're describing people that have watched it a bunch of times. Honestly, Peyton didn't get into it when we did. Mm. He thought it was stupid. 
so Peyton's only been into it for like three or four years. Mm. So he might not fall in that camp. Um, but I mean, loves, I mean, he quotes it all the time now. So it, yeah. it, it, he is a mega fan, but I, for some reason it, so it might, it could be because they don't have Peacock, but yeah. I, it, I, maybe so the it, super fans sign up for Peacock to get it yeah. though. I mean, that's the thing. I, like, the reason I say that is it may feel like less new content if you don't remember the old content perfectly. Yeah. But it's yeah. 10 minutes per episode. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. it's really good, and I've really enjoyed it. I feel like I I really hope I can get this somehow on a physical. Form. Yeah, I feel like I if I want to watch The Office now, part of me goes. I hope they don't take them down, too. Why would I watch the original? Yeah, now? yeah. Because there's just more, and a lot of it's really good, and it's just expanding upon the stuff. It's and it's like it's like the Lord of the Rings extended versions like mm. i've watched the theatricals a couple times but the majority of the stuff i've watched when i want to watch Lord of the rings i watch the extended stuff yeah because it's just what was originally put together mm-hmm. you know so into mega fans it explains certain scenes that we saw and with not full context yeah. or this oh that's crazy different editing stuff like, going on. yeah i think that they when you see the finale i think crazy. They, sometimes they edited people's dialogue out because there's one scene, I can't remember which one it was, but I was watching, and Dwight got surprised by someone. You know, it's like your favorite thing. <sighs> you know? Yeah. And I feel like he goes, Jesus. And he didn't do that in the original cut. Mm. And so I, I even feel like there's like weird stuff like that where this is, you know, and maybe NBC was like, you can't say that on TV. Yeah. And so they cut, you know, it's, it's weird. It's There is some stuff that was definitely cut for content. Like... In season two, there's like right. some nudity yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one, and it's gonna be very cool to see. It's gonna be very cool to see if they do like the entire show, like this, you know. Oh. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like you that have path to. Is pretty clear that they're going. To. Yeah. Could be entitlement speaking. I hope so. It feels like it's clear, but yeah. Yeah. I got nervous there for a little while that they had abandoned it. People need to keep watching it, I guess. They didn't probably. do one for a while. Yeah. yeah. They never tell anybody. Nope, just, <laughs> boom. There no marketing. Yeah. Anyways. Well, We're back. We are back. That was our season three premiere. Buy our shirts by Monday. Uh, Buy our shirts by Monday or we're out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one week. My name is Wes. My name is back. <laughs> <laughs> my name is weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>